There we go. Now it's quiet. Quiet enough for me to say hello, Michael. How's it going? Good. Hello, JJ. Hello. <laughs> uh, I have a question. I want to. I'm. I want to do a thing maybe once in a while where I just hit you with a question that you're not prepared for up the top here. Welcome to We Were Gamers, a question a question based podcast. All it all is? questions all the time. Yeah. Well, we're left with more questions than answers. I'm sure. Often. I mean, I feel that way every day. <laughs> Some would say life is a question. Oh, yeah, that could be true. Have you ever had a food ruined for you in a good way? I'm not sure I understand the question. Yeah, I need to. I need some context. I ate at a place called Dragon Teeth in San Francisco. And yesterday I was looking for a breakfast sandwich here, uh, not in San Francisco and not at that restaurant. And I went to uh, get a coffee and they had some breakfast sandwiches. They made a crucial mistake, which is that they had some photographs of their food available. Uh, I guess I could have seen them online and that would have been the same thing on Yelp or something. But they had them there on the menu and I looked at them and I said, well, none of those are going to be as good uh, as the one that I had there. I'm not sure I'll ever eat a breakfast sandwich like that again. Because I don't know if I can get one that's that good. Okay. I I know the situation you're talking about. Yeah. Has that happened to you before? I'm I'm ruined on basic biscuit, egg, and bacon breakfast sandwiches now. I just, I can't do it. Like, because you, you think they're bad because this other one was so good? Or I just, I will just be disappointed. Right? Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a food where you're just like, I can't order that because I know based on what I've had before, I'll just be disappointed? I'm sure I have an answer to this question, but I just naturally forget things over time and then am <laughs> back to your, like, oh, this is pretty good. You're a human so I, being. I, I actually kind of have two answers. One is um, very, one is very specific, like yours, and it is my. My favorite restaurant for Chinese food is also in San Francisco. Surprise, surprise. Um, and it's nowhere nowhere else that I have been in the States has, has come close. And so with that, I kind of have to compartmentalize. So uh-huh. I put it in its own little bubble by itself. And that is like the standard. And then there's everything else, right? And everything else has grades of how good it is. And I... I if I'm constantly comparing to the one that's the standard, I'm always going to be disappointed. But if I separate it out, then I can still enjoy things that are at a different level, even if they are not the same. So that's that's answer one. Two is kind of a broader one, and it has to do with where I grew up, uh, and it's North Carolina-style barbecue. That right, North Carolina... Pulled, oh, specifically okay. pulled or chopped pork. Uh-huh. It's the kind of thing that you see on menus at a lot of places, but what you get is not truly North Carolina style barbecue. And so having having grown up eating the real thing, the the imitations hold a, a very dim candle. But as long as that pork, that pulled pork is not trying to be carolina style it's not a problem right like, no that, and that that is it it is specifically things that bill themselves as carolina style huh. right like if you just have a standard pulled pork sandwich yeah. that's fine i have a different expectation of what it's going to be compared to north carolina style barbecue sandwich i i want to go back to your first point maybe jj can settle the tie here because uh if i find something to be the standard uh, that's it for me I, I can't compartmentalize that because that to me means that there's a better option somewhere or that someone else somewhere could do it better. So here's my answer to that, Andrew. And the answer is, so let's say you eat at a ridiculously fancy restaurant like the French Laundry or some mm. you know outrageously expensive place, right? Sure. And 
you have some dish that is transcendent, just like the best tasting food you've ever eaten. And then, but it's just like something normal, you know, it's like mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. You've, you've thrown a wrench into my answer. Dang and it. so now the answer is like, oh, well, I can only have the best mashed potato or steak, right? Yeah, perfect. I can only have the best steak or the best mashed potatoes if I spend $9,000 on this dinner again. <laughs> is you can't compartmentalize on that? I think I think you you saved an easy answer for me, which was oftentimes when I go to a fancy restaurant, the meal is so rich that I don't care if I can get the same thing ever again, right? Uh, because you can't eat that kind of stuff all the time. But when you right. say something and like so a steak, a-, a steak I feel like, oh, man. You know, kind of, this is going to be a weird analogy for a second here. But uh, do, how much do you guys know about clipping in uh digital imaging so like when you take a picture right and you take a picture towards the sun and it's white and there's no data there that's clipping right like a microphone clips when you have it set too high sure right yeah okay so um there's clipping on digital image processing and then there's film uh processing uh which in theory, it's very hard to make clip it. Uh, I'm going to use the digital image processing analogy here. My taste buds at a certain point, they they just clip. And so, so a certain grade of steak is very good, right? And then you just say, okay, well, nothing can be better than this grade, even though it might be more expensive. So a $9,000 steak and a $50 steak will probably taste about the same. So but yes, would, I would say that fifty dollars steak is something that I would gravitate towards instead of having a three dollars steak. At like, I, I'm not going to order a steak at and so then Denny's I think you have to because apply, I've had a steak at Morton's, right? And so I think you have to apply the same thing to your breakfast sandwiches here. Just because you've had this one unbelievable, like life ruining breakfast sandwich in San Francisco, but it wasn't galactically not expensive. It's not about the price. It doesn't have to be. Hmm. Just be. It's about access. You don't have access to something, right? If it's not available to you. If you lived in San Francisco, you could just go back to that place all the time and have sure. it. Sure. Right. But but does but access mean that so you have to you settle? You kind of have I, to have what you get. Hmm. hmm. So no, non-access I mean, means price is access. <laughs> but price that's like that's how that's what money literally is for. Yeah, but but uh, you didn't get my analogy then when I said basically price is not access because in general a price eventually doesn't mean anything, right? Like uh that's why I'm saying it's a bad analogy. I was trying to come up with an analogy that works. Uh I don't know that price and access matter to me if anything okay. if anything i think it should motivate you to try and find a breakfast sandwich here that is at least as good as the one you have yes that mission has begun <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah there's so many places serving breakfast sandwiches one has to be like good enough or close to good enough or better than this place you went i think it can't be the only place in the universe that serves a great breakfast sandwich. i think sometimes the answer is you just have to do it yourself How much butter you got lying around? Probably and not salt. enough. <laughs> butter and salt. How many how many uh biscuits can I make at a time to make it worth it? <laughs> well, it's the the real question is how much shortening do you have in the house? Oh man, you know what? Um the Christmas cookies just got made, so I think the shortening has disappeared. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Need that. Yeah. Yeah. But the you can make like small amounts of biscuits, you know, and then just like eat them for lunches or whatever after that. The issue is going to be making them fluffy and as tasty as a place like that will make them because they use all the butter and shortening and salt and stuff that makes them taste real good. And doing that at Flaky. home is mm-hmm. is either very time consuming or you make yourself feel bad with how much bad ingredients you put <laughs> into the mix. Yeah, yeah. you and don't they've, they've want got to techniques down. Yeah, you don't want to know how it's made, right? Yeah, oh it, man. In general, I have found. Uh, having a cousin who is a in, in the restaurant business and like does a lot of like chef type stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like finding out how they make those steaks that are so great at restaurants. And you're like, Oh, 
I could do this, but I will not. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's some work. Huh. You know, do you have time to sous vide your steaks I, in butter? I don't. But you yeah, could. I mean, you should have time to sous vide your steaks in butter. Didn't you get that one that hooks up to your phone? No, I'm, but look, man, if you want to fill a bag with butter and then put steak in it and melt it, you feel real bad. Yeah. It comes out good. Sure, yeah, but that's not the question. Nope. Right. Nope. Okay. We'll table that for now because uh, we missed my planned transition of sometimes it's better to do it yourself. I have... I don't know which part of this to do it in, but I have a list here in front of me of uh, some stuff we're going to talk about in component class today. And one of them is a pre-built computer. And someone Mm -hmm. around here uh, decided to do it themselves. Mm. I figured out where the transition is going. Yeah. (laughs) I want Uh, to know which one we should do first because the question from uh matt is where did i go wrong and he sent us a pre-built pc parts list from, oh okay from one of those okay. pre-built so we're, uh cyber we're i think i don't you know what i'm not going to give out the brand i already said half of it that's enough uh i we could critique it i guess i don't particularly know uh i haven't stared at it we could critique well, it we could uh, run, say, hey, run this down is the list of parts here real quick and yeah. see if there's anything okay. that stands okay. out. So there's also other component class questions. And I figured today is a good day to do it since uh, JJ posted yep. a little Instagram. Yeah, well, there's content on our Instagram, folks. Go check that hey. out. Uh-huh. With his blacked out. Uh... I should have taken a picture after I plugged it in because the black theme goes away instantaneously <laughs> as soon as the no. GPU gets power. <laughs> <laughs> you got those leds going it's like jj murdered I, out his I, pc i can't turn them off i don't have a like control over the leds on the thing it's just, oh no on. all right here we go uh <laughs> first component on the list means uh maybe matt did not go to uh gamers nexus per per our suggestion on this podcast processor 11 900 k this is the one he said was a waste of silicon, right? <laughs> yeah, the eleven series. <laughs> Yikes! I okay. have I have looked a lot at benchmarks for this thing, and based on the price you get it at, it's the same as buying a ten nine hundred K. So I don't think that it's a quote unquote waste of sand for someone that's getting it now, if they got it at I a think, good price. Yeah, I was gonna say the answer to everything is if you can get it cheap enough, it's fine. Yeah, but I think Gamers Nexus is is. The point that Gamers Nexus is trying to make is that when it came out, it was priced more and then was worse yeah. than the whole previous <laughs> one. Right now, if you can get it for cheaper or you know less than the cost of the previous generation one, yeah, eh. yeah. Uh, let's see, motherboard Asus Z five ninety A gaming edition Wi Fi. Yeah, sure, okay. Right. Got yeah, the Wi Fi. Yeah. The five ninety is a good line. Z, yeah. So some overclocking not, potential in there. I'm not familiar with the A designator. The I think S A is, is the silent one, right? A is no. Uh, S only exists for AMD. Uh, oh, okay. Those chips ran hot. So the five seventy series, the five ninety A, I think, is their gaming designation for Wi Fi. So, okay. Uh, I don't think it's anything special. I think it's just a sub thing from Asus. Um, let's look here. What's next on the list is 3,200 megahertz crucial Ram. I don't know exactly what, how many, oh, uh, 16, 16 gigabytes total, two sticks. So two eights, two eights seems there's certain, there's room to upgrade there, but I don't think it's going to sink you like, like let's keep going to see what else is going on Mm -hmm. in this build, but that's definitely a place where maybe you could upgrade. Uh, looks like another Asus part here, 3080. Does not okay. look like a Strix version. I can't see Strix on here. So, I don't know Still if they're strong. Make... Oh, yeah. I mean, good good card. Regular 3080, right? Yeah. yeah. I, any If you have a 30 anything, probably. <laughs> strong mm. enough these days. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
power supply, 750 watt uh, Corsair. Doesn't say if it's an RMX or whatever. Doesn't matter because they're not building. So the build. Yeah, if, a, if you're a builder, you kind of care. Uh, yeah, it's probably it, enough. It, uh, like I, the RAM, it could have been higher, I guess, but it doesn't matter. If you're not going to get way into overclocking, the you may not end up needing the extra voltage. In which point, you're probably okay. Yeah. Um, and we've or got extra wattage. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> interesting. This is down at the bottom of the list. There's a 240 millimeter AIO for the uh, CPU cooler cool. master. Okay. So okay. I guess you really could overclock this thing. I would have to go look at the uh, the gamers Nexus list and see where this one ranks because I don't know enough about this. I don't know off the top of my head, but we could talk about mine and why I chose it whenever that comes up. Uh, when we talk about maybe your cooler, uh, because I know roughly where mine was on the list, but I did not recall this one at all. Uh, and that's all in a Lian Li Air 2, I think is what this says here. So, okay. Yeah, it's got some fans pre built in it, I assume, because it's a Lian Li Air case. Cool. Did I miss anything? No mention of hard drives. Oh, interesting. Hold on. Let me flip back through the. There's got to be some amount of storage. Yeah, uh, it looks like it is a hybrid one terabyte SSD MSI and a four terabyte Toshiba. So the hybrid one probably means it's like laptop style 2.5 inch SSD. Do you think that's a four terabyte other drive? Maybe maybe it's hybridized in terms of how they run the BIOS. I don't know what hybrid means here because it looks like two drives on this spec sheet. Yeah. So hybrid is there's that's a type of like DRAM technology or something. The can you have a hybrid that big? I I didn't think you could. I, yeah, you you can look. You can do anything. I just want to know like is one of them are they both connected via SATA and is that four terabyte one a like spinning plate? I assume it must be right. It has At to that be. size probably. Yeah. I can't get a clear answer to that. This is just like a order spec sheet. So mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to that off, my, off of this. My guess is the way that's worded, because it doesn't say like M.2 or no, it does not. NVMe, that means that that one is not an M.2 or an NVMe. Okay. In which case, that's another upgrade, I guess, that you could make. Sure. Um, yeah. But, you know, regular SSDs are pretty fast, and you'll probably be all right. If a Four terabytes is a lot of space, man. You will be set. Yeah, with that that's a lot of space. That's a lot. Yeah. As long as you don't mind it being slow, you know, yeah. don't install your games or whatever to that stuff. Right. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you could in the future get a SS M2 SSD because I know that Z five ninety A I was looking at definitely has a bunch of M2 slots, at least two that you could use. Yeah, I would it, expect them to have at least two. Yeah, uh, and you could upgrade by adding a different one if this is actually a hybrid drive. I don't know. I, overall, I mean, it's a sta- pretty, what I would say, standard. Don't let people make fun of you for that 11900. I mean, it's it's not real well-reviewed because of how it came out at the time, but I think it's not a bad thing to buy now if you got it cheap enough. I don't want to say what this person paid. That's not fair. Yeah. I feel like the, the key thing with any of this is how much did you pay, right? Yeah. And if you can get all like, that system as a whole doesn't sound bad. Yeah. No. There's like, you know, a few places you could come in and spend a little more money if you don't think it's doing what you want, but it's probably going to do most of what you want. I'm guessing. Yeah. Unless what you want is like 4k, which again, where did you get a 4k monitor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who has those? Aren't they like $7,000? Oh, who knows? I would like to know. Yeah. There's no monitor listed here. There's a, there's a mouse and keyboard. I don't recognize the brands. <laughs> I don't see the brands. Anyway, awesome. Well, thanks for emailing that. That was cool to review, I guess. Uh, we also have another yeah. email. I, we could do it afterwards. Let's do this other email afterward because it makes more sense after. We talk about what you built, my friend. Yeah, so we've been talking about building up components and whatnot, and I finally got the last of mine in. Over the course of the last uh, couple of weeks. What was the last thing to show up? 
that you were like, oh, uh, where is this thing? Oh, I mean, I don't think there was a, there was one that I was waiting on. There was one I had to retrieve <laughs> um, <laughs> that someone else had purchased for me. Uh-huh. Um, Sorry about that. But, but, eh, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, got it done. No problem. Uh, but, you know, there was never, there were no like shipping delays or anything. It was just a matter of like, I finally got them all assembled and then had time this past weekend to put them together. Uh, so I did. And I posted some pictures up on the Instagram. I should have taken more pictures earlier on. Uh, I noticed there's no picture of me putting the M.2 SSD in there. Um, I'll try and take some pictures when we do ours uh, over here uh, of yeah, that type it, of stuff. Send me a list of what you think you forgot, and I'll try and do that when, when I build over here. I, I didn't take any pictures of me installing the cooler fan. Um, oh, that's exciting. <laughs> the That thing was... Uh, bigger than i thought <laughs> um but also like it was uh, i haven't done it. so uh, back up start over yeah nh15 noctua which right. i think it's means we're gonna have NH15. some of the same fans going in our pc i wonder what they do they use chromax fans on that do you know yeah, it's a. I mean, the thing is, Chromax, and I assume the fans are Chromax. Okay, as well. so They're I just... bought a bunch of Chromax to replace the stock fans in the Meshify case that I bought. Ah, oh, cool. Uh, so for the PC, I didn't case replace fans. any of the the case fans or anything. I oh. just with the ones on the on the CPU. Cover. One of my biggest desires is a low noise level from my computer. So Andrew, let me tell you about this graphics card that you have, since I think you and I have the same one. Uh, no, I have a gigabyte one. Oh, you got a gigabyte one? It's yeah. not Asus? Uh, no, I have a gigabyte. I don't know what the breakdown number of it is, but it's, it wasn't oh, okay. anything special. Well, because I was going to tell you this Asus uh, ROG Strix one uh, is loud. Oh, really? <laughs> You're going to hear it. <laughs> really? I, mean, I don't know about it. You can hear it. Does it spin down? Yes, of course. Okay. It will. Well, because yeah. there's modes you can set it to a yeah. like it has a performance mode and a, a Q like a P mode and a Q mode. And if you set it to Q mode, it will spin all the way down once it's cool enough. Okay. Um, but it it's not frequently cool enough <laughs> uh, should, uh, unless you're should doing not nothing. Be, right? Should not be cool enough. Yeah, like it's not on now while I'm sitting here recording this podcast with you. But if I open any game it'll turn on immediately Whee! oh that's yeah, too like, bad yeah, you... my 10 so... my 1070 is an asus and it's not that loud it is the loudest thing in the case but it's not that loud it this thing has three fans instead of the two that are on your 1070 yeah that should help so... with the cooling no that's <laughs> not why they put that third fan on there you don't seem to understand <laughs> so you're saying it's a little hot in there yeah, yeah. I've seen when I've been playing um, some Diablo 2 Resurrected, uh, I can get a 145 frames locked, no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, the GPU is up at like 70 or 80. Wow, really? Just for D2? Yeah, I mean, it's doing, you know, 145 frames at 1440p and, you know, like I turned every effect to ultra, right? <laughs> Of course. Um, That's worrisome to me because I want to run my games on Ultra at 120 hertz or 144 hertz. But I think it's fine. Like, as the fans are on. It's not like it's overheating and going to, like, you know, the overheat mode or whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, I could turn the, the switch on the physical card back to P mode and get more oh, out of it, probably. But a, I have it on Q. It's a switch. It's a physical switch. Oh. That's shocking. Yeah, I don't know. This is their like gaming OC, you know, thing yeah. here. Um, yeah, it is the also the only piece of my build that is not jet black. It is. <laughs> it's got RGB. some gray, right? Some gunmetal. No, I mean, it, it it has like LED lights all over it. Man. It's like <laughs> whatever color. It's like the RGB lights are, you know, doing whatever. Because my motherboard does not support their like RGB LED protocol or whatever that all the asus components use yeah so you have to do it because my motherboard is like a workstation style motherboard that's like not really meant to support that stuff well, you can still get so it I have after no control boot. over these lights you can get it after boot 
still if you want to. So there's there's a program you can run. Yeah. Um, but the program sucks and it feels like bloatware, and so I was just like, I don't want this running, and I closed it. Oh, interesting. I use that for uh, all my uh, any anything that I can control the LEDs on. I use whatever I need to do to control them and turn them to a very soft blue white that is not pulsing and not doing anything other than being a very soft blue white. <laughs> just sit there and just be soft and white and don't do anything else, please. So, I mean, it's, it is a small splash of color running like a, a band that, you know, runs. It's like doing yeah. a Ignorable. rainbow pattern. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's not, not, there. not yeah. that bad. Well, how did the build go? Yeah, it was go? fun. Yeah, it went, it went well overall. Yeah, I think, um, again, since I haven't done CPU coolers much, uh, I am a type of person who in the past would have always just recommended you use the stock cooler because this stuff doesn't matter that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gamers so Nexus got to, to you? Having to use the not stock cooler, <laughs> uh, well, because like the CPU didn't come with one. Oh, that's right. Anyway, These right? AMD CPUs don't come with a cooler. I forgot about that. Yeah, there's nothing in there. I knew I, so I, knew I, I was going to use one anyway. Uh I had to get something. Yeah. I knew I didn't I don't plan to do a ton of overclocking. Right. And I knew that I didn't care I, I wanted like some amount of noise, but also I didn't want to have to deal with, you know, the potential of a AIO which would eventually need replacement in six years or whatever. Um and so I was like, all right, so I got this air cooled uh Noctua NH D fifteen or whatever it is. Um, the only concern I have that I saw online is that this, this, uh, cooler comes in two versions. There's the newer version, which only has one fan, which slots in between the two metal towers. Okay. And there's an older version that comes with two fans. Yeah. Which does better because two, two fans, fans instead of one. Yeah. Right. Um, but the second fan, depending on how you sit it, can block access to your RAM. Uh-oh. Because mm. it hangs that far out over that side. Um, did you block access to your RAM? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I got it. Uh, I just, you know, I, I mounted the fan a little bit higher. Um, and it would not really have caused interference anyway, but maybe if I had like Paul fins or something on the RAM, that certainly could have potentially caused an issue, but that was fine. Um, also remembering to mount the M2 SSD, uh, which is under like a weird piece of metal yeah. and also is directly underneath where the video card goes. Mm-hmm. So like you have to go like, oh yeah, I can't put this video card in. I need to do the M2 SSD. Yeah, what a weird uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty strange. How, yeah. how long until motherboards just come with storage on them? That's definitely a thing in embedded systems, but I don't know. I, I like... I think the there's enough money in manufacturing the purpose-built components and getting people to buy them. I think you're right. They're not going to do that. But there's nothing like electrically stopping them, right? They could just yeah. stick a bunch of DRAM chips on there and here you go. Here's your built-in hard drive or whatever. I mean, they do it in laptops now. So yeah, it's not uh, – I was just curious if we'd see it ever come across to uh, to the this space but i think you're right that there's more money in making me go out and decide if i want a 970 evo uh 970 980 pro uh you know what i mean like right there's more money in those options i think you're right i I think when you get to the point of individually selecting a motherboard that having that built in is it's an in-between that there's i don't know that there's a market for right like you either want stuff that comes pre-assembled or you want to assemble everything yourself and having one piece built in already doesn't seem like it would be enough of a, a, a customer base for it to make sense man and you know what let me say after the spreadsheet that i built to try and make sure that i was picking the motherboard that i wanted if i had to include how much storage came on those things <laughs> no thanks yeah so uh, my most pro tips to people, um, number one, go download all of your BIOS updates for your uh, motherboard before you try and install that stuff on the new computer. So that way you can get all the BIOS updates and stuff done before you start installing Windows because most of the BIOSes will have like update utilities or whatever. 
download all those on your current computer, stick them on a thumb drive and plug that thumb drive in and do that process from within the BIOS when you have to be there anyway, when it's first booting. Mm, good point. Yep. And most of the, most of the manufacturers, the BIOS manufacturers will give you good directions on exactly how to do that. Absolutely. And in fact, um, this motherboard manufacturer has like a utility you can run from inside windows, but like, why do that? You're going to have to be sitting the utility then just restarts your computer and kicks you to the BIOS. Right. So don't, it, once you actually have to do the update, it has to do that anyway. So you're already going to be at the, at the BIOS screen. Just do the update in there. Other so make sure you have all those files downloaded in advance, download stuff like drivers for your chipset, download drivers for any other weird utilities and stuff. If you have like two um, ethernet cards on there or weird stuff like that on your, on your BIOS, uh, your motherboard, get all those drivers and stuff ready in advance. Additionally, if you're using AMD, a lot of the older or the like certain revisions of BIOS aren't compatible with the newest AMD chips. You may have to download a BIOS revision uh, to support that stuff. Most of them have that, but make sure you, if you're using one of those like 5000 series chips, make sure it supports <laughs> that chip before you try to turn it on huh. or you're going to have a really bad time. Well, I mean, other than uh, it just not working, what would, what would be your bad time? I mean, it wouldn't boot. Yeah, you would get to the BIOS and it would just be like, nope. <laughs> because it just wouldn't recognize your CPU and then would just do nothing. Yeah. Right? How would you, yeah. if you had one that wasn't updated, then how would you, uh, you'd have to switch it out or something. You would need to go, yeah, find another computer, get a thumb drive, yeah. <laughs> go get the <laughs> go BIOS update. The and if they don't have one, then you made a mistake buying the wrong yeah. uh, motherboard. Yeah. Um. Or CPU. I, I mean, are there other components that you would do from there versus waiting until you're in Windows to do firmware? Like, I know Samsung no, now that, has its own really utilities to do firmware. That, so, like, yeah, if you have... So, a lot of the stuff that I had for, like, firmware for my hard drives or SSDs and, and that stuff... You just ran in Windows? Run. It needed to have Windows, yeah. yeah. So, there was no point in doing that stuff until you were there. Uh, certainly go take some time and uh, make a Windows 10 uh, media creation utility or whatever that thing is Yeah, and format a USB drive into like a Windows installer USB drive. Don't don't try to make that the same one that you put all those drivers on. Yep. You need two separate okay. ones. Yeah, two separate drives. Good, good advice there. Did you, uh, before you got into installing Windows, do any o overclocking? Did you need to force your RAM to recognize that it was faster RAM? Uh, sure. Yeah. So when I booted it up, it used the stock timings, like the what are the stock JDEC ones or whatever for my RAM. Mm -hmm. uh, I had to enable. Uh, it's it would be called XPP on a Windows or on a uh, Intel machine, but it's called like DOHC or something like that on an on an in, on an AMD board. Uh, and I just I turned that on, and then it immediately gave me the option to select the high speed uh, of the RAM that I bought, and I set that, and it goes, oh yeah, okay, we got it. Yep. Uh, and then I rebooted it. It applied that. Have, have had no issues since. So then Windows recognized it as the right speed and everything's good. Yeah. Nice. And then you know, you go through installing Windows. One of my hard drives didn't show up in the BIOS, which was a little frustrating. Uh, but as soon as the Windows installer kicked off, it was like, hey, you got this drive over here. You want to do something with it? What? And I was like, oh, yes, huh. I do. How, how would it not show up in the BIOS, but then be recognized by Windows? That's weird. So I think it was because it was unformatted because it was brand new. Oh. And the, the BIOS recognized the two formatted ones. How, did you format those in advance or were they just formatted by No, they were, they were from my old system. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And I carried, I didn't get rid of any hard drives. After I got into Windows, I reformatted the one that had the old Windows install on it. So you, and the other one was just files. So I just kept the files. You dragged everything over uh, to your new system. That's cool. And it, Anything that wasn't on the just files drive got wiped, obviously. Um, but all the just file stuff, you know, why not bring it forward? Yeah, sure. I mean, I I would personally not bring forward some stuff that you're bringing forward just because I don't like noise. <laughs> but that's that's the hard drive uh, hater in me. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't hear that hard drive over the sounds of other things in the system, so sure. it doesn't bother me. <laughs> no, um, and I, I don't have anything against magnetic drives. I'm thinking about building a, a new network storage. Obviously, uh, I'll need some platters for that because you're not doing it on yeah. SSDs, you know? <laughs> I mean, not unless you're really brave. Oh, kind of insane, in my opinion. <laughs> um, cool, man. I mean, so... Did you you you've never mounted a CPU cooler that big, or you haven't in a while? Uh, did you use the stock paste and everything else and just stick it on, or or did you uh, get brave and do it yourself? Yeah, so it, it it came with paste, so I used the paste that it came with, um, some Noctua branded paste. I don't know if it's particularly good or anything. Did you have to apply um, it? But yeah, oh, yeah, okay. You have to put put some on there. Well, some so like this cooler that I got, the AIO already had it applied. Yeah, that's definitely something that I've seen some of them do. Nice. But no, I just had a little tube. You know, I just made a little X and some dots or whatever and called it good. Yeah, most of that, I think people worry a little too much about the paste. As long as there's enough on there, it's not going to matter. Games Nexus has a video on this. They tested a bunch of different configurations, and the answer is exactly what you said. Unless you put too little, it's basically fine. Tom's Hardware also has one where they tested every pattern you could possibly think of. And they were like, just put a blob in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little dab will do you. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the size of a pea or something. That's what he was saying. Maybe a little bigger now. Um, cool. Right on. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, you're so would you, uh, the first one out of the gate. Would you boot up the benchmark? It? Yeah. Let me, let's hear about those frames other than D2. Or was it only D2? <laughs> I have not run any benchmarks. But D2, I mean if you got you got the new, you know, thing going uh, as good as you want it. I mean, that's what I'm hoping yeah, for. Yeah, I've been I've been very happy. I played Halo Infinite. Um I had the settings all on max. It seemed fine also. What was the frame rate on that? Uh as high as it would go. Okay. Okay. Sixty. I don't. Uh, you can't. You can't make Halo Infinite go as fast as you. Oh, want. that's There's right. Because it's cross-platform, right? Yeah. And they want to lock the frames for some reason. I don't know why. It's it's not about locking the frames. I don't think. But anyway, yeah. It, it's a. You know, it takes a bit. That is the locked frame game, huh? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right on. Uh. JJ, have you, or Michael, Michael, (laughs) yes, part one of this email here for component class, uh, since we were talking about fans, I've never heard of this brand, Kaizo fan. Kaizo, no, No, I I have not heard of it. I've looked it up. I still can't find it. Maybe it's a typo. Hey, if you wrote us about Kaizo fans, because I had mentioned on this Noctua, which, uh, Michael, you heard JJ talk about there. Those are supposedly the most quietest versions of fans you can get. Uh, but then you get accused of being a fanboy because you bought them. Um, where all I did was look at the decibel levels and choose the quietest ones. <laughs> I don't know what those are. I don't know if anybody had heard of them before. Okay, here's this email. Um, I guess we had talked briefly about whether or not we were going to go with AMD or Intel processors. JJ, you and Michael had already decided on AMD processors, and I was still saying I was on the fence about sticking with Intel or not. Uh, I'd say if you watch videos on the internet, unfortunately, they'll cure you of that pretty quickly. Unless you buy one of those new 12 series uh, CPUs, I guess. But uh, Alex says they're fantastic and reliable. Yeah, okay, good. And they built, this person built on a B450 board with online and uh, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Uh, Or you could go with a B550 as well. Uh, since you're looking to max out. Okay, so uh, what did we all end up going with for our chipsets on these boards is what I was going to ask based on this email. Uh, 
Thank you for the email, by the way. I guess I can go first. Yeah. Uh, you can see on there. Uh, it's an X570. X570 regular. Yeah. Okay, so I yours didn't yours has, wasn't missing anything there. Yours has a little fan on it. Somewhere. Yes? I guess, yeah. Okay, cool. Michael, have you decided? Um, X or B? No, not yet. Okay. Well, this email may say to you, maybe step down to the B if you're not going to do anything crazy. Uh, the In your email, Alex, you said, I was looking for extra oomph. Yeah, I was. So I went with the X570S <laughs> Master because of the maximum number of PCIe 4 lanes that I could get, basically. Uh, and thinking about future-proofing the computer to function well as an edit station as well as a gaming PC. Uh, drove me to the X570 level with Bluetooth and Wi-Fi because JJ said I should get it. If you want Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, you should get Bluetooth and Wi-Fi on your motherboard and not add it later. That's my constant and permanent opinion. Those dongles don't work very well, huh? Even disregarding the dongles, if your other your other choices are usually PCIe cards and you don't want those either. Yeah, that's true. We don't want to use up lanes. So you know, those are like, those are generally your only choices. And so you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay. Component class wrap up for the day. Uh, with a little teaser, JJ's PC will not be the only one we talk about this month. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's all laid out and ready to go. We will be building it shortly. So look forward to that and more of that content in the future yay um goodness i i think i don't do we have time to give it its due maybe we don't maybe we talk about uh some baba levels bud because both of you have played baba is you right did i get it right it's a game that i think that i got in the what was that pack the racial justice pack from oh that had like several hundred games in yeah it. was that that was a humble maybe that did that could be yeah they do stuff like that itch itch was it, it might have been itch i don't remember there were a couple of those at the time yeah um baba is you yeah but we haven't talked about it since probably last year why are we talking about it again well, they put out some new content uh, about three weeks ago. They put out um, Baba Make Level, which is <laughs> the Baba Is You level editor. So it allows okay, that's people like to... Very cool. Yeah, so it allows people to make their own Baba Is You levels. And not just that, you can put level packs together and then publish them. And then as a player, you can go out and download other people's level packs and play through them. Extremely cool. So like Mario Maker, but better? I don't know. I don't necessarily know about better, um, having not really played around with the Mario Maker. If there is any searchability at all, it's better than Mario Maker. Have you tried other people's levels, Michael? So I haven't I haven't gone searching for them, but the update comes with two packs by default. Okay, and so I've played a little bit of each one of them. Um, one of them is really cool because it's from the developers, and it's levels that didn't quite make the cut. Oh, that's funny. And the cool thing about it is that they've they've annotated them, so there are little signposts in the level, and when you move next to them. It gives you a little blurb from the developer about why, you know, why this level didn't quite make it in. But now we're giving it oh, to you. That's so fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really the insights are are really interesting. Do you when you make your did you try to make any levels yet? No, no, I have not actually tried to make my own. I'd yet. be very curious to see what you can affect in terms of the base function of the game. Like, do you have to basically stay within the rules of Baba is you or you can try and do something completely wild and different? Andrew, 
before you ask that question, you need to play Baba is You. Yes, and learn just how fluid the quote-unquote rules are. Maybe maybe that yeah. could be done this month. I'm just saying. Maybe that could it's a, a, I, Michael, it's so wild that they did something like that because of how crazy some of those later levels are. Yeah. I didn't even get through all of the levels in the game. Neither did I. I definitely didn't even get through all the challenge levels in some of them. Like the, the levels that are like dots instead of numbered. Yes. Know? Some of those levels are fiendish. They are. I, I like that especially, word. Especially like especially word. the ones where you like there's a numbered there's a numbered version of the puzzle and you solve it and you're like, okay, I got this. And there's a dot version of the puzzle that they, is the same they, puzzle, they but they something took away. something out. Yes. Probably the thing you used to solve it. <laughs> yeah. And they're... then there's sometimes there's a second dot version of the puzzle where they took away the other thing that you used the second time. And now you're like, how is this even possible? It is, yeah. it is truly fiendish. Some of these puzzles, but when you get them, oh, you feel like you a feel genius. So good. <laughs> you literally feel like the smartest man alive when you do it. It is, it, yeah, it um, it is a very very cool game. So um, you'll you'll like JJ. My favorite thing so far in playing through them is in not in the 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 cutting room floor levels but in the other pack that came with it um and i don't know if this was a a block in the base game and i just didn't get far enough to see it implemented but there is a block now that is in addition to baba is you there is a is you too whoa and so uh playing on controller like i do it, if there are if there is an is you and an is you two on the screen, they split it up so that the directional pad is one of the characters and the joystick is the other. Oh my god! Oh, I was thinking so it was like a mirror. Back and forth controlling them. No, you're no. going back and forth controlling them independently of one another. So there are already ways, Andrew, that you can do what you are thinking of, where you're controlling multiple things at the yeah, same time okay. with the same set of controls. That's a key mechanic you learn. Yes, not very, early, but you are learned. But but like marrying marrying things together seems like something that would happen based on what you guys talked about in this game. Yes, you slide that is you set of blocks in creative ways, and you can do all kinds of funny stuff uh, in that game. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's that is so cool. Wow, I didn't even know they had that. I don't think I got that far. Yeah, so I don't like I said I don't know if it existed in the base game, but it is my favorite addition to these new levels so far. Uh, they introduced some new characters to go with it. Yeah, because you would need besides I mean, Kiki I guess, and Baba. Yeah, I was gonna say if you have only Kiki and Baba, that might not be enough. Yeah, so the one the level that they use to introduce you to the concept actually has four different characters in it, or three different characters in it. Cool. Ah, oh, it's so rad when developers put that kind of stuff out even if it doesn't go crazy like mario maker or these other ones that have gotten super popular like there's going to be some people that just love it enough to create like really cool sets of levels and it's awesome that that's there for those people like i'm i am interested to see if there's like really cool stuff yeah so i'd, I'd recommend it i'd recommend playing it and andy now i think is a good time to jump into it i gotta find what account i got that in i think if it was itch or humble i did not end up putting the code into steam i just checked so i gotta find it no 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 no, no, no. i gotta find it it's fine i know i own it because it was one of the things that was in the bundle i was like yeah cool here's 50 dollars for baba's you and other things you know uh yeah that's cool i'm really happy about that um hmm. before we run today we can either you can either choose you guys choose you you two vote together we could either do wrong answers only or you can uh give me un you can give me solicited advice Okay, <laughs> this is your choices. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I might vote advice. Advice. I'm I'm curious what you're what you're asking for. All right. Advice on. Yeah. This is, yeah. This is gonna be short because it it can't be long yet because I haven't beaten the first boss. But maybe I need some unsolicited oh, okay. or solicited advice in beating the first boss in Loop Hero. Oh. Mm. 
so I, I, my main question, and this will give you some direction for your uh, advice. How many loops should it take before I beat this guy? Because sometimes I have like a level 15 axe and I, I'm murdering the track. And I think, okay, I'm good. And then I walk up to the dude and I put down the last tile and he shellacks me. So for the first boss, it's really important that you take out the, what are they, JJ, the towers? trying to remember which ones yeah because when the boss shows up when the first loop boss shows up he builds a bunch of structures around the loop yeah and the more of them that are still standing when you get to him the stronger he is oh no no, no. no okay. that's not the you first boss build... no no it is i'm pretty oh. sure the you want to cover as much of the area around the starting point of the loop as possible That's so that he doesn't was. have space to put his structures which power him up by the camp oh. right how was i supposed to know that you got to hover over those buildings and look at what they do oh. yes there's a lot in this game that i'm like how am i supposed to know what that is like i it took me for a while to sort of guess that when there's little droplets of water next to my guy that means he's tired from too much attack yeah. speed yeah the, mm-hmm. the attack speed thing um uh yeah pro tip stacking attack speed is awesome to a point and then you kind of don't need it that much anymore yeah it's like 40 percent. uh it changes per, by class but yeah hmm. yeah so uh give me your one piece of uh hey if you didn't know this, you need to know this for Loop Hero. I like it quite a bit, by the way. Um, I saw a uh, a person that I think we both respect review the game on Steam and say, I don't get it. This game is just waiting. Uh, which <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with. I feel this person has not played this game enough. Yeah, I was gonna say I I feel like I always am pausing to try and figure out what I need to do before letting the thing do stuff. Um, so I will. What I'll say, Andy, as as a piece of advice, is that sometimes, um, as it pertains to the deck building menu, sure. sometimes less is more. Yeah, I try to keep it down yeah. to like ten cards instead of twelve. You can go lower. Yeah, you can go down to right? seven. I really like some of the combos uh, and that they don't teach you the combos. You have to sort of pick them up like the vampires yes. go with the villages kind of thing. Yep, that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. That's been my strategy so uh, far, just building vampires and villages. I, I will say that it is important to at some point learn how to optimally place some of the buildings for or some of the terrain cards for maximum benefit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, rocks seem just uh, negligible compared to mountains. Like, you should just let rocks burn. By the way, I didn't know you could just let bar- cards burn themselves off and you get stuff for it. Yes, that's also yeah, I would, uh, something good yeah. to do. Also, I would say you don't want too many mountains because they spawn harpies and those harpies are kind of... Oh, boring. how many mountains spawn how many harpies? So, like, rocks don't spawn. I don't it's know. Three by, it's three by three. I think you have to have a... a three by three, three, three by set three of grid. rocks upgrades into a mountain. But once you have one of those, I would never do another one, basically. Oh, so... Hold on. So, I know the thing that upgrades into the giant mountain is a, is a three by yeah, three. But I can spawn more harpies than that? Yeah, if you make more big mountains. You can't make more than one big mountain. Does it not no. let you? Hmm. Okay, what am I thinking? I don't about? know. You can undo the mountain with Oblivion and rebuild it. Yeah, because you get stuff when you build that mountain, Yeah, right? you get uh, yes. notable changes, which is some thing. Some one of the resources. You get a resource thing. Yeah. So it it can be worth it to do that over and over. Uh, but basically, you build a mountain, and then you're kind of done with rocks. You don't really need it much. Oh, don't they give you health? They give you, you know health. That. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> okay. There are other there are other way more uh, powerful cards that I guess you probably don't have access to yet. Mm, I probably don't. In terms Food. of terrain, yeah, yeah, pieces of terrain that just be like completely outclass yeah. rocks. And treasure treasure places them. seem good. Am I wrong about that? Uh, they're not bad. I didn't use them a ton. But 
So the only worst ones. Yeah. The only thing you have to be careful about with those is that once you surround them and you take everything out of them, they start spawning enemies themselves. How do you tell when what's going to spawn an enemy? Uh, You just have to hover over stuff, especially when especially when you complete something like surrounding that one and it changes Mm -hmm. You're, you usually want to hover over it and see what those changes have done. Because it'll uh, tell you. It'll update the description. Yep. Okay. And almost always the changes will eventually lead to it spawning monsters. Yes. Got it. All right. Just like if you build, what is it, too many villages or whatever, they start bandits. spawning thieves. Yeah. But you bandits. can oblivion yeah. the bandits. And they won't spawn if there's nowhere for them to go because there's uh, there's vampires. Yeah, the vampires stop the bandits. Right. So, yeah, there's, you know, uh, there are a lot of options. I would say that, again, like the optimal layout stuff, like experimenting with how you can optimally lay out the pieces that combine into other pieces and stuff is like the major part of being really powerful at that game. And if you like learn how to optimally lay out your terrain, you can, you know, become unstoppable very quickly. All right. uh, JJ. Before yes. we go, you're not going to be here for a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be out for a you're while. You're going to be gone for a little while. We're going to miss you a lot, but I have to know something before you go. This is your last defense of yourself before you're gone, so make it good. You, you don't on. like cranberries, but do you like cranberries the band? Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing against <laughs> the band the cranberries. <laughs> Uh, we'll miss you. I'm trying to think if there's a. I'm trying to think if there's like. When did they do the opening to Friends or something? Uh, I I know they did that. Uh, Zom wasn't it? No. Uh, what is the? They did not. No, they didn't do the opening to Friends. I don't think so. Uh, off the top of my head, the, the zombie it. song is Googling the one it, the no. one that sticks in my yeah, head. The zombie is the one that everyone knows. Uh, oh, linger. linger. Okay, those are these are those fine. are the top two that uh, I remember. Yeah. I could look up more. No, I'm not gonna. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, Irish rock. Not not jumping on my list of uh, highest rated bands ever, but certainly not but, anywhere but near. But cram- these are the cranberries you could stomach. That's a throwback, by the way, for everybody that wasn't here. All right, so uh, we're gonna miss you. <laughs> I'll miss you guys too. We're gonna have a great. You're gonna have a great time. We're gonna try to have a great time. Oh yeah. There's also sub pods coming that are gonna help us fill the void of our our lack of JJ. So keep an eye out for those. At least one carbon scoring. I might split it in half. It was three hours long. Oh yeah. It's a lot of podcasts. We had we hadn't gotten together in a while, and that unfortunately bred a long conversation about um, a lot of things, mostly about toys and um, what companies and customers owe to each other, which was interesting. So there's that, and uh, look for other stuff. We'll probably maybe maybe Michael and I'll play some games. Maybe we can find some time for that yeah, this holiday have- season. We've got to finish that up. Yeah, it's been a year. <laughs> I think I think we'll uh, come back and probably have stuff to say about our things of the year. Yes. Thank you for shouting that out. If people want to send yeah. in their things of the year before January, where should those go? Uh, you can send those to podcast at webergamers.com and we will be interested to hear your things of the year uh, when we get a lot around to creating the lists of ours. <laughs> they could always change. We got uh, we got a little bit of time left. Maybe it's true. The year's maybe on over. the plane you'll listen to them and it'll be the cranberries. Could be. Anything is possible. possible. Uh, and you can send other email inquiries to that email address, which is podcast at weweregamers.com. We're also on social media. You can find us at weweregamers on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, check out those photos I posted of my computer on there. Uh, I'm sure that they are interesting, or they seemed interesting to me at the They're time. cool. I like how murdered out it comment, is. Comment on how you think I did with my cable uh, organization in the back. I'm going to say up front, uh, I noticed some dust in that case. Yeah, I cleaned it out as much as I could. It was 
much, much worse. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, uh, you can follow this podcast on uh, Facebook, or sorry, not on Facebook, on Google, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever fine podcasts are distributed. We're probably on there somehow. Uh, and keep a lookout for these two guys and carbon scoring and whatever other fun stuff gets posted throughout the rest of this year. Oh, and YouTube. We were gamers. YouTube. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a quick end to the year, but it'll be a fun one. And we'll all be back with a little recap and, and a good time in January. Until then, uh, I, I hope you have a great trip. Seriously. Yeah. Safe travels. <laughs> <laughs>